Welcome to The Canoe. Thanks for giving us a shot. I'm Junior. And I'm Jordan. We're two pastors who do enough preaching. Yeah, instead, we just want to have some conversations about life. So stick with us, and if you haven't yet subscribed, we'd love for you to be a regular boatmate. Whether you're commuting, on a run, or in the kitchen, grab a paddle, hop in the canoe, and let's navigate a river together. Here we go, Junior. Work river. You know, maybe you're thinking, come on, guys. This podcast is supposed to be an escape. I don't want to talk about work. I don't even want to think about work. Well, that's not good. We got to talk about that then. Yeah, we have to, because the truth is, if you work full-time, get this, Junior, you spend 25% of your entire existence at work. 25%. 25%. So how can we maximize that 25%? How can we get to the end of life, look back, and take a sense of pride in that 25%? What we contributed to society, what we left behind. I mean, that's a, that's a big question, a question we tend to not really ask ourselves. Yeah, Junior, I want to ask you this. Do you believe, do you believe this or not, okay? I, I read over half Half of all Americans are unsatisfied with their jobs. Do you believe that? Over half? Over half. Yeah, no, I believe that. I bet it's well over half, actually. Think about that, though. Over half of the people who are commuting right now to work are unhappy with how they're contributing to society. They're oh, miserable. Over half. And, and they're just thinking, okay, I got to go to work. I got to get a check. And it, it's just sad. But come on. Don't you kind of think, though, that sometimes it's just how it is? Like, work is work, and it just kind of sucks, so and I, we just have to deal with yeah, it, right? I, I don't know. I don't want to accept that. I think that most people have accepted that, and they're just like, all right, I just got to get a paycheck. I got to retire, and then maybe I can enjoy life more than I'm enjoying the weekends right now. I, that's a horrible way to live. So I, I mm. think most people have accepted that. I don't want to accept that. So you're all kind of like the, hey, you got to love what you do kind of thing right not like, necessarily yeah maybe you know, not people really love what you do like, but i would say take satisfaction take some pride in what you do well it's because that big cliche is like do if you if you find what you love you'll never work a day in your life yeah i don't know <laughs> so here's what i believe i believe okay. god created us to find satisfaction and purpose in the work we do with our hands not necessarily the whole like hey, you gotta love what you do yeah god created you to have satisfaction whether it's blue collar work white collar work redneck work god created you to take a sense of pride in the work you do. And and come on, Jordan, you know this. There's nothing like looking back and taking a sense of pride in the in the work that you just did that uh, day. And, and it's so true. But I also think we have to understand, too, Junior, where we're coming from. Because I think it's easy for people to listen to us and say, and we're like, hey, hop in our canoe here. And people are like, okay, but you guys are two pastors talking about work, and you guys have yeah. no idea. Right, yeah, no, I've, I've heard that a lot. And they have no idea what it's like to work with a terrible boss because their boss is a pastor and all their coworkers are Christians. And so they have no idea what it's like yeah. to deal with difficult people. Totally. I've, I've preached on work before. and Like, you're going to preach to us about work. you got, like, the perfect work. So what gives us some credibility about talking about this? I mean, what gives us credibility to talk about anything, Jordan? Yeah, that's true. I, I, okay. Our podcast is called Two Dudes in a Crew. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I've, I've heard all that. I get it. Truth is, I work with good people. Uh, I work with a lot of my friends. We have a great culture in our office still though jordan i mean things get tense on as well right oh, yeah I mean, there's some drama there's things some drama. go down sometimes it's kind of fun but but overall the office is fun so i get it feels like we're speaking into something we don't really know but here's the thing we were also part of creating that culture i mean jordan you're a big part of the culture in the office i yeah. mean we we had to hire right you've done some hiring and you know having tough conversations you've had a lot of tough conversations and we've pushed for a good work culture to be healthy so we are coming at it from that angle yeah that's true and i think it's always the grass is greener on the other side thing you know yeah. I, know, I know a ton of people typically millennials who they, they just keep jumping from job to job because they're hoping that they land this like dream job yeah and yeah. they want this dream culture and they want to have this dream staff and all this stuff and so they're kind of hunting for this yeah and you, it's, you it's see not that a hunt. it's not a hunt it's a farm 
I mean, you told me you, you got to stop the job, the job hunt and you got to start farming your job. You got to grow your position to where you want it. Don't hunt for that perfect position. Grow it. But, but Jordan, uh -huh. you, you and I have, have done a lot of, have, we've done a lot to grow our work, but, but, but the other reason that we can talk about this is church wasn't our first job, was it? Well, no. it, it wasn't mine. I worked 11 jobs before I came a pastor. 11? 11. Al what, what, you, what were some of them? I, uh, I, started, I started working at a grocery store. That was my first job. Did construction, worked in a lumber yard, worked wow. on a farm. I worked in an auto body garage. I had some great bosses. I had some terrible bosses. Yeah. I had jobs I loved. I had jobs I hated. I had jobs where I did not get along with my coworkers and, and jobs where I did get along with them. I mean, all that to say, it's not like I walked into this pastor job with absolutely no experience when it comes to work. Same yeah. with you too, Jordan, right? I mean, this wasn't your first job. You yeah, worked, at, you no, worked at a pizza place, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I didn't have 11, but I was going to say I started working in high school at a, at a pizza place. That was your first job? Jets Pizza, nice. where life is short, so eat better pizza. Is that really the tagline? Yeah, we should get them to sponsor <laughs> us. Yeah, we should. <laughs> so so let, me, let me put this out there. I get it. Some workplaces, they just suck to work at. And maybe you're at one right now. I've been at a few. It's horrible. And it drains you. I mean, it sucks the life out of you. It affects you physically. I know people who I love very much who who it affected them physically. I mean, losing sleep, being tense all the time. It's just miserable. Yeah, and maybe for you the best thing, it might be in the long run to just get a new job. And yeah. we're not saying that's off the table and it's right. so bad to go look for another job. Yeah. But right now, what we want to talk about is how to take the job that you have on your plate right now and maximize it. You're at your job. You got to go go to work might as well like it you might as well kill it especially if you if you do call yourself a christian it reminds me of this martin luther he said that the maid who sweeps her kitchen is doing the will of god just as much as the monk who prays not because she may sing a christian hymn as she sweeps but because god loves clean floors oh, i love that the christian shoemaker uh, does his christian duty not by putting little crosses on the shoes <laughs> but by making good shoes yeah because god's interested in good craftsmanship oh i freaking love that god cares about the work you do he cares about the quality he cares about how you're adding to the culture he cares about the effort you're putting in he cares maybe you're taking the canoe to work right now god cares about what you're about to go do think about that you know jordan I, so when i worked construction i uh it was uh, it was more carpentry. I worked with this old guy. He wasn't a Christian or anything. And uh, part of our job was we had to uh, visit different job, job sites and fix mistakes of the other crews. And there was one time where we had to fix this big mistake. It was shoddy work, poor quality. We had to like rip everything off and put it back together. And he was pissed. And so while we're taking off all the wood and redoing the work, he said something that stuck out to me. He said, he said, I guarantee the guys who did this are miserable because anyone who doesn't take pride in their work lives a miserable existence. Yikes. That's a little harsh. <laughs> right, totally. I mean, he was, he was fired up. He was angry. But I never forgot it because there's truth to it. And I've seen this play out over and over and over. The most miserable, unhappy people I meet hate their work. They take no pride or satisfaction in it, even if they get paid well. Wow. On the flip side, the happiest people I know take a sense of pride in their work. Nothing to do with a paycheck. Everything to do with the satisfaction and the job they do. Okay, so let, let's get practical then. We brought along some ideas that can revamp your job. S same job, same work, but totally different. This is going to be a lot of fun. But first, it's time for Canoes. All right, Junior. Uh, this canoes. I was actually sent this story this morning to uh, by your dad. Yeah, he, uh, I don't. I got a bone to pick with him. Yeah, he messaged me and said, "Hey, well, actually, I was walking into, the, into work today, and, and he said, hey, did you see the the news article about Junior?'" And I was like, really concerned. I was like, "No, was it, did, was it on the radio?" Really concerned, not like, "Oh, he did something great in <laughs> yeah. the community." You were concerned for me, and so then he showed me this picture, and I was like, "And then I was like, oh, okay, it just it kind of looked like you, but it wasn't." Yeah. And the the tagline was Florida man. 
allegedly pulled out human ears while being questioned for Grandpa Slay. So let's just break this down really quick because I I'm, I'm started reading this story because instantly I was curious. A Florida man, I guess, was being questioned for the killing of his grandpa. Mid-questioning, right? They're like, so, hey, did you kill your grandpa? He's like, no. And then he reaches inside his pocket. And, and he just slaps those bad boys down on the table. Sl- he slaps his grandpa's ears down. And he's like, nope. And then they went to arrest him. And then he starts lunging at him and starting nope, to beat him I up. I just borrowed his ears. <laughs> yeah. That's why. I didn't kill anybody. So then the article gets better. It says that I guess this guy had an apron in his bedroom that had the phrase on it, the family butcher. Wow. It was printed on a, on a apron, and he had plastic bloody human ears attached to this apron. So he's got a thing for ears then. This is like a <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Mask. Like a guy, yeah. This is like the next Texas Chainsaw Mask movie, only it's a little less scary because you're talking about a guy who likes ears. The Family Butcher. What a cool name. Uh, what a creepo. If you if you were a serial killer, what would be your name? The Gunslinging Southpaw. <laughs> What's with you? Junior sent me this song like a week ago, and he's like, hey, Jordan, start calling me Southpaw. Yeah, I'm no, <laughs> this song is so good. It's Kip Moore called Southpaw. You have yeah. to listen to it. It's good. Yeah, right, go what, would be, what would be yours? They would just be one word, Chunga. Like <laughs> short shorts chunga. Yeah, I gotta I gotta wear his hat. Dude, I gotta thank you for that too, because I had at least like five people come up to me this last week and they're like, hey chunga. And I was like, oh, Sup Chunga with your hat backwards. <laughs> so let's just jump right into this. Four ways to bring satisfaction to your work. My goodness, I can't believe we are giving this to you for free. Number one. Here we go. Love the product of your work. Here's the thing with this. We tend to think, I'm I'm not feeding hungry people with my job. I'm not changing the world. I'm running numbers. I'm brewing coffee. I'm hammering nails. So, Junior, you're saying just quit your job and find a better product. No. you. I mean, you can if you want. But you can love the product of the work you do right now. Actually, reminds me of the story of a guy named Ed. Uh, he worked for a utilities company, power lines, not an easy job. You know, power goes out in the middle of the night. There's a storm. Ed's getting a call in the middle of the night. He's got to go and, and climb up a power line in the middle of the night. Dangerous work. And uh, what's there to love about that other than like a paycheck? Ed said, I work to get people's lights on. When people's lights came on in their homes, it brought me a smile because I knew they were cheering when the lights came back on. So he found the point of his work. He took satisfaction in what he contributed to society. Yeah, and I bet your job, too, it produces and contributes to society. It has if to. you get down to it, I bet your job can bring smiles to people, too. I, it has to somewhere along the line. You just might need to think about it more, but and, and it's good to think about that. And I know this sounds so cheesy, you know, working to bring smiles to people, but I guarantee you, look around. The people who take pride in their work, they like the smiles. It's the people who don't care about the smiles. They tend to do the shoddy work and have, have nothing but complaints. So what part of your job brings smiles to others? Find that. Figure out a way to, to be Ed up on the power line, smiling as the lights come back on in people's homes, knowing that people are cheering as the lights come back on. That's so good. Well, here's number two, is be creative. So you have Starbucks employees who draw designs in their foam. You got Pertillo's people rhyming people's names with their order. You never see those people upset, yeah, do you? No, you don't. And, and I will say, this is this is like a big one, because I think a lot of times, you know, we sit here like, well, I'm, a, I'm an accountant, like this. You're talking about like Starbucks employees. I'm, I'm an accountant. This isn't, no, this is a really big deal. You were created to be creative. When you exercise that creativity muscle, there's a sense of fun and satisfaction. Now, warning with this, then this is a big warning. Don't try to be creative until you got the basics down. Yeah, that's like, true. I would be annoyed if I had an employee who worked for me who's slow 
makes all these mistakes, and all of a sudden they're trying to be creative. I'd be yeah. like, "What are you? Are you kidding? No, stop! You do your work first. Yeah, I don't. I don't care if I get my Pertillos and they rhymed my name if it's like thirty minutes late, right? Yeah. Or if it's like the wrong sandwich. <laughs> yeah. So you have to master the basics of your job, but then go beyond. Be creative. Take your work to the next level. Okay, so you mentioned accountants, yeah. Junior. Well, yeah. A creative accountant. They're probably usually like what, patting their pockets or something. If they're being creative, right? Yeah. Uh, be creative maybe with your workspace if you're an accountant. You know, creatively bring fun to the office. Creatively serve your clients. That's maybe it's writing thank you notes to customers. Maybe it's thanking clients in a fun way over social media. I, mean, I don't want to step on your creative toes, but but no matter the job, there's a way to bring creativity to what you do. And when you find a way to do that, all of a sudden the work becomes more fun. Like Jordan, you're creative. I think you do this really well. You love to bring creativity into the workplace, partly because you're weird, but also partly because <laughs> you're creative. Yeah, just yeah, you gotta have fun. Yeah, right? you gotta have fun with your work. Right, and especially as a pastor. Sometimes people don't think, you know, pastors and creativity doesn't mix. So how did how have you yeah. mixed it well? Because you have mixed it. So what yeah. are some things that you've done? We've just done little things like uh, cotton. We brought in a cotton candy machine. Oh yeah, we had cotton candy day. I had a little cotton candy day. We're having a I'm having a bacon day. Yeah, I don't know, just little fun things like that. We made a hammock room. Yeah, we, that we was found the best. an old office that wasn't used. Me and Junior, we both did this, and we made a we do we yeah. put two hammocks in there, yeah. put a bunch of cool lights in there. We hung a mural yeah. of a, of an ocean in there. Yeah. Oh, it was the most serene place to work. It was the best. Yeah, it's just you know find ways to maybe maybe you can't make your own hammock room in the office. Yeah, you know it's too corporate gray. Uh, but find ways to be creative. You know a really good book on this. It's actually one of my favorite books. Is orbiting the giant hairball. Love that book. Have you read that book, by the I way? I haven't. Okay, it you is, told me about it. It's a little book. You can read it in probably two hours. Wow. Fantastic book. Pick that book up. It's all about the guy at Hallmark who brought creativity into the corporate grayness of Hallmark. Yeah, I remember you telling me his job, he doesn't really have a job. His job is just to like create, yeah. isn't it? it? It was, yeah, but but it didn't start out that way. It, yeah. It's a really cool story. Pick up the book, okay. Orbiting the Giant Hairball. Number three, invest in a healthier work culture. Yeah, and this is a big one, Junior, because I think a majority of people have some pretty unhealthy work cultures yeah yeah competition you got drama you got backstabbing gossip yeah it's it, terrible out there a perfect opportunity to stand out but yeah it's terrible out there a few ways to invest in a healthier work culture and a lot of this is what we talked about last episode if you didn't listen make sure you go and do that but we talked about is don't get caught up in office gossip just, just stay out of it it's going to be tough at first you have to keep you probably catch yourself a couple times yeah but the more you stay away from it the more refreshing it'll be oh yeah and, and take a step further and say something positive about the person who's getting cut up by gossip like if somebody comes in to, yeah. to cut up somebody <laughs> gossip, just say something positive a lot of the talk another way to invest in healthier work culture is cooperate instead of compete there's so much competition so try to cooperate and let me just say this too. Competition is good. I like capitalism for the most part. Competition makes us better. But your coworkers should know beyond a doubt you're first and foremost for them. Tell them that. Encourage them. Help them do their job better. The more you encourage a team mentality, the more others will buy in. People want to be part of a team. We all want to be part of something bigger than ourselves. We just don't naturally go there. Yeah. So you lead the way in that. Encourage a sense of community. Encourage a sense of a team. Uh, help others. Be for others. Encourage others. P people who are genuinely concerned about the well-being of their coworkers, they usually get back just as much as they give. You know, you know who I think of, and it may be a bad example because he didn't have the best NFL career, but it's Tim Tebow. If you were to watch an interview with Tim, Te Tim Tebow and the interviewers were praising him, like for a last-minute touchdown, Hail Mary, or they're praising all he's done for the Gators and so on, T T Tebow always brings it back 
in the interview back to praising and lifting up his teammates. T- Tebow is always in the business of making other people shine. So do that at your job. I know it's not part of your paycheck. I know it's not part of your job description, but just go and help other people shine. That encourages this sense of, of team. All right, number four is grow. Keep learning. So good. Because, Junior, most people are satisfied with, with just getting the job done. They're like, how can I do the least amount of work and still have a job. Mm-hmm. I think that's really why people are unsatisfied because they bring no passion to what they're doing. No, 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 exactly. Grow. Learn more about your work than you need to know about it. If you're in middle management, learn about upper management. Read books. Take extra trainings. Not only does this position you for a promotion, it helps you grow your position. Yeah, and it goes back to what we said earlier. That was so good, Junior. You were talking about not just hunting for a job, but gr- growing into it. It's not about finding that perfect job. It's about creating the job. And farming it. Yeah, like, and, and this has been our experience, Jordan. You know, I started out as the custodian at this church. You know, became a youth pastor, then a community pastor, now a teaching pastor. And you know, just you just kind of grew in. I grew into this position and, and farmed it. A similar story with you. You sent me a couple of years ago something from PragerU. And it was all about how you bring your passion to, to the workplace. Yeah. That's stuck with me ever since. Because I'm like, you know what? There's an, an every single position you, that I'll, I'll probably ever be in. There's always some stuff I don't want to do yeah. and I don't really like. But I'll tell you what. I have been able to see the passion behind what I do. And I've been able to bring that passion into the rest of it. Yeah, and th- that's farming your job. That's why I hate it when people talk about, you know, oh, I landed the perfect job or I didn't land the perfect job. It's like you're not stuck there. You, this is where you start. This is where God has put you now start farming from from this point here if if you're going to farm that position you're in right now you've got to grow you've got to learn more than you need to know uh, learn more about your supervisor's job learn more about the workings of the office learn about the systems learn about the processes the more you learn the clearer vision you get of where you'd like to go and then you naturally start farming bringing that passion as jordan just said and growing a job that suits your strengths and that's a, that's a fantastic that place to be the job you want is probably not going to be in the help ads. It could be right in your company. It just takes more initiative and a plan and more learning and farming it to get there. Patch Adams. You ever see the movie, Jordan? The the one, the clown one? Yeah, yeah. What's the, the doctor uh, clown? Yeah, yeah. What's the... What's the Robin uh, Williams. Robin Williams, yeah. yeah. I love that movie. You know, it's about uh, this, this guy who becomes a doctor. A classic movie, right? I think we all know it. I'm, I'm probably botching the description of it right now. But a, a guy who becomes a doctor and gets really sucked into this culture that everything's about the medicine, about the medicine. And he changes the culture to make it about the people. And I think so many of us, we're, we're in jobs right now where we're kind of feeling stuck. You know, I'm, I you know studied to be a teacher. I'm teaching. It's not what I wanted to be. I had this vision of being this teacher that made this big impact on me, just like them. But now I'm, I'm involved, and it's not so much about the people anymore. It's become about something else. Junior, I think all of our jobs boil down to people. Yeah, and that's why Patch Adams is such an inspirational. Yeah, and when it becomes story. about something else, when it becomes about a paycheck, when it becomes about the money, when it becomes about the politics at work, it's just not as satisfying anymore. Zoom out and think about why do you get into what you're doing in the first place? And maybe you didn't have a vision to start, and great. Now is the time to get a new vision and make it about people. How can you bring life and energy and passion in order to help and change the lives of others. Let's get into try it out. But before we get into try it out, I want to say one sentence. Be worth more than your paycheck. Do good work. Make it about people. Bring a healthy healthy aspect into the environment. Be worth more than your paycheck. You'll find there's a lot of satisfaction in that. All right, here's the try it out. You ready? Maybe you're on your way to work right now. Maybe we got you thinking about work. Maybe you're dreading your next shift. 
here's what we're going to do. We're going to put a spin on this next shift that you're going to go to. We're going to combine number two and number three as far as be creative and bring a healthy work culture. And that is creatively find a way to invest in your work culture today. So we're combining two and wow. three. Creatively invest in the work culture today somehow. Yeah, wh- whether that's... Bring in some donuts into work. Maybe you're going to stop right now at Dunkin' Donuts and grab some donuts. Maybe it's writing awesome. a letter, yeah. a thank you letter to somebody who works for you or who you work for. Yeah, t- maybe it's taking out the trash yeah. after work. Maybe it's telling everybody, hey, I'm bringing in my uh, snow cone machine tomorrow and we're going to have snow yeah. cones during lunch. Maybe there's a job that everyone hates and today you're going to do it. So do it. Try it out. Well, thanks, as always, for hopping in the canoe with us. Really hope you took this to heart. I think this can really change the impact of your work. But like always, like, subscribe, share this podcast with as many people as you can. It really does we help us. We love a good share. When Jordan and I run across the share, it just it it does so much good for our soul. It brings a smile to us. It does. <laughs> you can creatively bring a smile to our face there right now and share a podcast. We would love that. Hey, thanks for hopping in. We really do love you. We're glad that you're with, and we'll see you at the next river.